0: you're listening to, Of Sights and Men, with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician production.
1: magic i have your profile here i I don't know some in the uk we don't really do this sort of thing but i think it's really nice for the podcast to to give a little i don't know just to to big you up a little bit so i'm going to read off of your site um (laughs) you've been amazing audiences for 16 years Uh, you're a fast-growing community on social media uh you're you've been a, a content creation cessation with 21k followers on instagram 170k on tiktok 150k on youtube brands like subaru mcdonald's and gillette have even noticed and teamed up with you on many projects. And I did look at a few of those, which were really, really cool. Um, Yeah, you might know about, I I heard about you from YouTube. um, But yeah, you're doing a lot. You're performing a lot. And I'm really excited to have you as a guest today. So how are you doing? How's your day been? I'm good.
0: I'm excited to be here.
1: That's the energy we like. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's get straight in, man. Uh, Again, I ask this question at the start of every podcast, but it does genuinely interest me because I think it is kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a niche it's a niche hobby and like an even mm-hmm. more niche occupation. <laughs> um, so how did you get into magic? Where did this kind of whole, whole journey start for you?
0: Okay, so how I got into magic was uh, I was 12. I wasn't allowed to mm-hmm. play video games. Uh, okay. So I had to find something. Um, and one day I was, I was generally wondering, how does magic work? Like, how, how, like are, there, are there powers? Do you, how do you learn that? um mm-hmm. so i i did not understand the concept of uh, at the mm-hmm. time if you had to if you want to make a bird appear you needed to get a bird first right? right so um but but i did i did try to look it up google and eventually i ended up on youtube uh learned some really basic stuff uh my first trick i think it was uh torn restored uh tissue paper mm-hmm. um and then uh learned snap change and and a lot of these, these uh, a lot of the the homemade webcam videos, tutorials. And uh, eventually I, I, I picked it up from there. I, I, I was very introverted uh, and magic was also a tool for me to have something to show, to share with people. And uh, I stuck to it. I, I love sharing the experience and and I'm doing it until now. So, so here I am. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And so where did that kind of change happen for you in terms of like going from hobby so kind of something that you're taking like a little more like seriously because i remember we, we've talked off off, off podcast and mm-hmm. off camera <laughs> uh, before and you were telling me about kind of how like you're a bit like a move monkey in the past and now yes. you, know, you, you kind of do more performance type stuff so where did that transition kind of begin for you
0: um yeah like from 12 i mean i was it was very early too i did not expect mm. uh to to make any money from this uh, but I started at fifteen. Um, it was so I started at twelve uh, to prof- to practice magic, and then okay. fifteen to do it more professionally. Uh, oh. What happened is that I was um, at a I had a tutor uh, at a uh, at a center, and they happened to have a, a summer camp for to to learn math, to learn uh, and to, to do extra curricular activities. Uh, and and they when they found out that I did magic. They approached me and they said, hey, Bao, would you like to um, do, perform magic and do a magic workshop um, yeah. instead of our science program? So I'm like, oh, this sounds like fun. So, so I, I, I took that opportunity for a summer. And uh, that's when I realized, wow, I can make money from doing magic. Like it never <laughs> occurred to me before. So, so since then, um, I, I did the summer performances and workshops, taught magic. And I also start to do a lot of uh, uh, like small small gigs, a lot of kids parties. Because I mean, who would trust a fifteen year old doing corporate events? So so that's how I started, and then uh, eventually it evolved. Uh, I built my website, and um, and and it picked up from there.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I if I so I feel like there's kind of like two veins that we can go down with kind of like you and magic at least in my head <laughs> um, which is one is like kind of like the content creation side and then i feel like the other vein is like the actual like kind of corporate mm-hmm. events performance so i guess seeing as we kind of started with the events, so i'll keep going down that that route and then we can come back to the content creation part for sure um, but I, I was really interested when i was looking through your site to see kind of like the well the, the super ad um and like the the, you worked like mcdonald's gillette and like all of the featured companies are crazy like porsche i saw in there as well Mm um so i'm kind of interested like how because like those are some big companies right like that that's that's like no small feat how Mm -hmm. how do you do it like (laughs) how did you go from you know like starting to perform at like kids parties to landing some of like well literally some of the events with like some of the biggest companies in the world
0: of course um i would say that it's it's definitely been a very long uh process um like let's say the the bigger companies it it would be more in the later stage stages of my career like um and and i definitely feel like uh for at the early stage of my career i was also um i wanted to be taken more seriously but i think it's just really an age issue um and I just looked very very young uh so so uh it was it's only until recently where um I I have I'd say like I I make content I have a bigger bigger audience but also um through my uh, my day job um I was a creative director for a marketing agency Mm -hmm. um that definitely got uh, allowed me to network um and um it got me into it gave me a lot of opportunities to to meet people and uh, I was doing I was performing uh, corporate events and uh, doing my marketing job at the same time Uh, Mm -hmm. and then eventually um, with uh, over time I built my marketing material built my website and uh, you know built enough social proof so that I can show that okay like this uh, I I can perform for for events like that and I'm good at it so so eventually those um with the 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 marketing material i i was able to to get the bigger bigger events but it was definitely something that's built over several years
1: Mm -hmm. okay so it was kind of well it's kind of like anything right there's no like Mm -hmm. magic pill it sounds like it's kind of the same as everything right it's like you you put in the graft (laughs) Mm -hmm. um probably being part of a marketing agency was like a a bonus right because you get to like communicate with these companies like actually make connections at those places so i'm sure that helped in a way absolutely um, but from what i'm understanding it's, it's kind of just you've been performing since you were 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> it took a while to be able to perform these events because you need to look older
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how, how <to> more class <laughs> yeah so, so yeah like my, my 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 look evolved both uh age-wise and and uh also like uh the, the how my attire and how i carry myself and uh, so, so it's definitely, um, yeah, it, it's definitely something that's been built over time, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm like, I belong in the, in like, I feel like I belong where yeah, I am like from right now. Exactly. Yeah. That
1: that's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me what, I guess, kind of like, what, what material do you think? Cause I, I know yours is not like, how do I say this? Um, your sort of corporate event it's not like you being on the stage and being like a keynote speaker. It's it's more mm-hmm. like a, a walk around at least from what I saw from the side curve if I'm yeah.
0: wrong. <laughs> absolutely. But it's more
1: of like a walk around entertainer for events. Am I understanding that correctly? That
0: is correct. That's absolutely correct. So um one reason is uh for that is uh while I was doing my my creative director job, uh that was a lot of time. So the most manageable thing to do or to offer was is definitely close up magic where uh, I perform at cocktail parties, uh, launch events and, and, and a lot of those cl- close up, close up, uh, situations. Um, so, so all I really needed is pick up some materials, deck of cards, and I'm ready to go because those are the things that I've done. Like I, I do all the time yep. and, uh, every, every now and then I would pick, I would practice some, well, I would, uh. Incorporate some new, newer material and, and it's a lot more manageable versus a, uh, a full-on stage stage show uh, yeah. which I am trying to get into right now uh, now that I have more time but uh, but yeah I, I definitely like performing close-up a lot because it's definitely a, a lot more uh, intimate experience I get to know everyone yeah. and uh, especially in mentalism it's it, it feels a lot more intimate you you really I feel like I can leave a much stronger impact especially for um, if the client has like certain key people they want to impress or like oh like this is my boss he's really hard to uh, impress and then then those those are the that's where i can see uh, i can have a stronger impact there
1: yeah that, actually that's a really interesting point um i guess i feel like people might well, i'm definitely interested when it comes to corporate events and this kind of well, walk around corporate events cocktail parties what are your kind of key strategies and what are your kind of if you could break them down into your tips for success <laughs> at creating a great well just performing well at these events what what would those tips and pieces of advice be
0: i mean um well first one is 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 definitely very it sounds very obvious but you're mm-hmm. you're also you're not just a magician you're also a person um so, <laughs> so so and i think especially for me like as an introvert like it's it's not something that that naturally occurred to me when I first start performing. Um, it's not just about the tricks, it's also about like you know like getting to know people, socializing, being there with okay. them. Um and I think that um reason why this is something that I would think about is because when you first start performing, you think so much about not messing up the tricks or right. messing up the effects. Uh, but then over time when you're so comfortable with uh, what you're performing with, it gives you a lot more time to think about um your surroundings who you're dealing with and and yeah. and just uh the social aspects of being in person right
1: yeah I, I think one thing that's interesting that i saw like i don't know for instance like i saw this instagram post the other day mm-hmm. from like julius dean where mm-hmm. he was doing like walk around on like Messi yeah. and like mbappe and all of those people like a, a big corporate event and you know i was kind of shocked by like the material that he did choose because it was literally just like but well, again I, this is kind of like a douchebag magician thing to say right. like oh it was literally just but it, it kind of surprised me like because it was just kind of like that classic not i don't think it is david blaine's effect but there's that effect you know where it's like basically they, they choose a card mm-hmm. you it looks like they put the card in their hand, you show them a different card, and then you like wave it over their hand, right? And then like yeah. the card in their hand changes to the one that you are holding. That I don't know if I described that very well. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, I think I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, it's it and also like, yes, you can have like amazing material, but it's it doesn't always it's not always about the effect and what you do. It's also about the energy that you bring to to the group and the energy that you bring to the, the crowd and and, uh, that's something that I've learned, uh, mm-hmm. further in my career, uh, not only like in magic, but it also like in my content, it doesn't always have to be something that's fooling to magicians or like amazing, crazy material, which I, I don't, I'm not saying that you, you don't, uh, yeah, you yeah. don't, don't do the, the, the good magic. Like I, st- I still, I still, I still try to, um, always make my, my magic better, but, uh, it, a big part of it is also your presence and your energy that you bring to to the group that's
1: really interesting yeah it's it's kind of like when you're talking about it it kind of reminds me of like theater like Mm -hmm. in in the same way that you would it's kind of funny because we don't really think about this like this way in magic right but like imagine you get on stage Mm -hmm. and like you've never practiced your script like that piece of theater production is going to be awful yeah <laughs> like, exactly you know like or even even if you have practiced your script but you've only practiced it five times right like you're, you're never going to be able to bring the energy and the nuance to your character mm-hmm. if you are not if you're trying to remember the words the whole time and, and i feel like at least what i'm getting from what you're saying as well is like it's kind of the same in magic right where it's like a lot of times we can focus a lot on the material which is mm-hmm. Because we are magicians, we, we have this like, kind of like fascination with performing better and more complex and cooler stuff. Absolutely. But what I'm getting from you is kind of like such a the really massive part of it is just your how personable you are. <laughs> and if you're trying to perform something so difficult and complex that you lose that human side of yourself, like your, your magic is actually going to suffer because it's really about the energy that you can bring to them. Is, is, is that a good summary of what no what that that's, like...
0: that is totally that is totally right i mean yeah like i mean if you if you can uh do all the difficult material all the power to you as long as you're yeah. you're able to master it and, and and also focus on 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 the people that's that's yeah. really what's the most important
1: i briefly interrupt this podcast to uh just share a little uh self-promotion with you if i could um if you're enjoying what you're listening to right now Um, and you think that maybe you'd enjoy more of our content, uh, please head over to the dailymagician.com slash books. There you'll find 24 classic magic books for free, and you'll be signed up for our daily emails where you can hear and get more content just like this. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed so far. And uh, like I said, that's the dailymagician.com slash books. Claim 24 classic magic books for free, and you'll also... uh, be getting daily contact from us with more incredible content just like this yeah and i would i guess that kind of leads me to another question i had for you which is like i feel like a lot of the time i don't know especially when you've been into magic for a long time you can start to get this kind of perception that like people don't really want to see it you don't want to annoy them with magic Mm -hmm. but obviously your job is literally to go around (laughs) and find people that like Exactly. not with magic but like that's what you're paid for right and and sometimes you do yeah. feel
0: like you're a professional interrupter yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so how how do you find that with people like how how do people at your corporate events interact with magic like do they enjoy it kind of like what what's the vibe because a lot of people haven't even seen magic in person mm-hmm. ever
0: so no, how there's, is that yeah i i definitely see all kinds of of uh i guess uh, all kinds of reactions to to yeah I definitely see all kinds of reactions to when people when I approach people um, so so there's there's some people that are super excited about magic, some are a lot more skeptical um, but uh, when I'd say this is something that I personally do I, I really just approach everyone I ask how, how's everyone doing um, they don't necessarily know that uh, that I'm, I'm I'm the magician, uh, but I'm definitely dressed apart to maybe be. Uh, one of the the managers there at right. the venue, or so like, oh, how's everyone's uh, how's everyone's night like, going here? And I was like, oh yeah, everything's going well. Almost like a, a waiter would uh, come and check in, right. see if if your food's all right. And then uh, then I would introduce how I'm uh, I'm actually part of the entertainment for tonight, and uh, would like to uh, would like to be entertained with some magic or some some mind reading, for example. And then mm. um, I would also. At least have something that's quick enough uh, that would, let's say, gauge the energy of of, of people. Um, if it's it's if they really don't want magic, or if it uh, or if it's just not for them, then like, yeah. that's okay, like I'll, I'll cut it short. Uh, but most of the time, it's uh, everyone. It's it's very well received. Um, and, uh, and, and sometimes you, you already, you can already sense it before approaching that table, uh, or the, the, that crowd, let's say like they're in a very, very deep conversation. It's only two people. Then maybe that's not the best, uh, the best group to, to approach. Um, so, so it's, it's really kind of getting a feel of the, the room. You read the room, you, 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 you see the more fun groups to approach, and then eventually they'll be more contagious, um, because people will hear the screaming, wow, wow. The laughing, and yeah. then uh, it'll get people curious, and then it's a lot more easy to to approach the, the rest of the groups around.
1: Well, it's really interesting because, like, when you when you're talking about it, I'm starting to understand that it's a lot less about magic
0: mm-hmm. than you would
1: think it would be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like it's more about crowd management, personality, like having a sense for people, exactly. and being able to move forward from there.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that uh, that I, I struggle with at, at the early stages of my career. Like it, right. I, I it's cues that you pick up and, and, and over time you'll you'll know it's almost like you, you get some you get type of intuition. Yeah, there's yeah. just a sense of like, OK, like this. I, I feel like this, this group has a good energy. Let me uh, let me start with that and then and then it starts getting contagious from there Uh, we want that energy to spread across the room afterwards
1: yeah it's really interesting because i was i I volunteered for two years and a lot of that time i did a lot of like talking to people on the streets approaching people on the street like all the time i I think i must have spoke to at least like 100 people a day on like just Mm -hmm. strangers and like you say it's it's kind of one of those things you can't really teach you just have to like you just feel it after a while like you just mess up enough times or like you have a bad vibes for someone enough times 100% yeah
0: <laughs> or you,
1: like you 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 just have to put in the work and then in those social situations it's just like you just snap into just snap into that mode and you're just kind of like ready to go yeah.
0: Um, yeah and and speaking of having to put in the work it reminds me of um when i was younger more like in the yeah i think i was around like 15 um mm-hmm. I struggle a lot with, um, well, especially approaching new groups. Uh, but when when performing live, uh, my hands would shake so much, yeah. and, um, and 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 I, I was really trying to find a way to get rid of that. But really, the only thing to to like the only way is to just keep performing more. Like it's like there's no, I don't think there's right. any secrets. It's really you just got to put yourself in those situations a lot more often. And eventually, you'll you'll be comfortable with being in a group, uh, presenting in front of people, and also um, you're better with your material because at the time I was still thinking of the techniques and 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 thinking of not messing up certain parts. So, um, yeah. yeah, those are the type of stuff where you just have to put yourself in that situation and and put in the work, put in the hours.
1: Yeah, and it's it's great how you're doing it as well because I remember when I was talking to Jamie in Swiss, he was basically saying like. Every magician has to basically go work in a bar, like go do walk around for just like put the hours in mm-hmm. to get comfortable performing, to understand how an audience interacts and reacts to your set, to how you perform magic. And it, it's just like, it is the only way. Like, you, you yeah. just have to, bef- if you want to be a great performer, you got to perform, right? It, it's kind of simple, really, when you think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you uh, just got to do it. That's it.
1: Yeah. So I guess talking of, of just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda of interesting how you talked about it because I'm I'm starting to get like a more of a full picture of of kind of like your magic journey to up to present because it sounds like obviously you've had your dra- your advertising job or oh, marketing job, sorry. Yeah. Um and you've been performing since you were younger. So obviously I'm sure that hasn't stopped. <laughs> but you also had your career and during your career you were able to make contacts and also keep your magic journey going alongside that um but now you've kind of well you've told me again off not not during this conversation but previous that you recently went full time that you you know you you've quit your um marketing job and, and gone full time into magic so it's kind of interesting uh, it seems like you kind of were laying the groundwork for yourself since the beginning so what what kind of Made you make that change where you're like you know what like i'm gonna do full magic i'm gonna i'm gonna do full magic i'm gonna do magic full-time how did you how did you get to that point
0: i definitely wanted to to go full-time to do magic full-time uh for a long time um but i i i didn't think it was um i was in the right place yet and i don't think that i i really it was a i had a clear image of how i would do it or how i would approach it because Uh, while I was on my day job I think for several years uh gigs would come in every now and then but also that's because I kind of had a website um it was it was kind of there it wasn't it wasn't fully optimized and uh, I wasn't doing any proper marketing other than like social media posts uh so it was almost like me doing uh like I was very passive with my marketing I wasn't looking for for a gig so that it's, it's regular because I was focused on my, my marketing, marketing job. At some point I wanted to take it more seriously uh, and it wasn't necessarily magic, uh, like the performing right. part, but I wanted to take uh, my own projects more seriously. Uh, so, so there was content that was part of it um, during the pandemic that uh, it really allowed me to think for myself, to, to have some time for myself. Right. um so so I started creating content uh, and and after that it naturally evolved to when when events were happening again it naturally evolved to okay maybe I should um, focus on more more on performing and and um, and I've definitely grown as a person and as a entrepreneur um, and I think that when I made the leap I I had a good year or two of properly operating the business so right. that it would um take over the, the the marketing job and and it would make sense financially for me to take the leap mm-hmm. and and also like when i did it, i would uh, i would know that i was able to fully fully um sustain just on magic because if i did that if i made the leap maybe three years earlier mm-hmm. uh, I, I i'd be going blind so yeah. no, it sounds um, so that, that's really it, it's I, I definitely laid the the foundation uh, for a long time I just didn't know I just didn't really know how to to really go about it uh, but more recently um, it, the, the the picture was a lot more clear for me on how to approach it and how to do it and also um, a big part of it is uh, thanks to Jonah actually uh, and and his uh, his mastermind which almost save. i would say it definitely saved me maybe like two three years of figuring things out as a as a magic business and yeah magic performing business yeah
1: yeah if people are interested in that um it's jonah babbins um really nice guy very personable knows what he's talking about and knows how to help magicians make money with magic um so if you're interested in that just search up jonah babbins and i think you should find him. um but yeah, so tell me more about this content creation angle. We haven't even really touched on that. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like, <laughs> that's kind of like the main thing that I know you for that I'm sure a lot of people would know you for. Um, so when did you start creating content and and how did you create content? Because to me, I don't know if you deleted videos, but it seems like from the get-go, you had like a very clear vision and you created some fantastic content from like day one. So how, mm-hmm. how did you start with that? Because... I don't know. It's impressive to me just how successful your content was, like from the very beginning.
0: Thank you. Um, I, I would say that I've always, I've always made videos. Uh, I'm comfortable with uh, taking photos, taking videos, but I never really. Um, I think what what you saw is when I I start to do make videos seriously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So 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 I, I I definitely cleared up my 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 YouTube channel and. Uh, you don't see everything, um, but uh, when I started to take it seriously was uh, right before the pandemic. Um, actually, Chris Ramsey he um, invited me to to be part of his one of his videos, uh, magic in slow mo. Uh, I think that's that's what or sleight sleight of hand in slow motion. So so okay. essentially he would uh, we would show uh, some really difficult moves or sleight of hand moves in front of a camera, slow it down. He would break it down and see if I flash or not um Mm -hmm. and and i've known chris for 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 a long time i've seen him uh seen his growth um from from the beginning till uh till now and i think it was when i was in his studio that really i guess opened my my eyes um i was really impressed by what he was able to achieve and and um It really inspired me honestly like every time that i i I see chris it's super inspiring and and always a, a boost of motivation to 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 work on my stuff um but that was really the start and that was one week before the pandemic i think wow um one or two weeks before the pandemic and then uh when the pandemic hit um it definitely slowed things down at my work um, I wasn't, because I, I, I definitely did a lot of hours at my, at my day job, um, but when things slowed down, um, that was the perfect timing for me to think more about, hey, like, I should definitely focus on my own projects and, and building something from, for myself, and if I don't start, it's better to start now so that I'm a lot more ready afterwards than to, to, uh, to start later. Um, so, so that's that's definitely after Chris's uh, the feature on Chris's channel. Uh, immediately, I made a, a video um, that was following up to his video because one of the moves were my own. It was uh, a one-handed uh, uh, Sharpie change. Uh, it's like the flip stick, but essentially with with one hand. And so, I, I that was one of my first videos that I one of my first tutorials. So, everyone who saw that video. Uh, they could learn uh the move on my channel. Um and then from there, um I definitely uh was more intentional with the content I put out. So um I definitely I, I consume a lot of YouTube, I consume a lot of content. so uh, so, so, <laughs> so <much>. yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah like also like as a marketer you 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 reverse engineer uh what works and I was very intentional on wanting to have um evergreen videos, so videos that would work for for several years. Um, it doesn't matter when you watch it, it'll still be good. Um, and knowing that I didn't have a lot of time, or it wouldn't, um, I, w- I would, I was only limited to, to making a certain number of videos a month, I would focus on, on making videos that would last long. So uh, I start with, um, let's say, how to, how to shuffle, how to shuffle cards like a pro. Like super basic video um there's a tons of videos showing teaching you how to shuffle cards but i think what the value on on my end is um i'm definitely able to bring in the higher production uh level higher production quality and um also um i bring in my own touch i mean like at the time i was thinking maybe i'll just build a library of of content of basic stuff um maybe people might enjoy learning from me they might enjoy learning it from other people, but at least I have my own version of it. So I taught people how to shuffle, how to do a one-handed cut, how to, um, what else I teach, how to spring. Yeah. Uh, so, so my goal was really to build a library of, of uh, basic stuff. Um, and, and my why for that channel is, I was also building something that I wish I had when I was younger because i remember when i first started learning magic on youtube it was kind of all over the place um the quality, it wasn't always high quality material it was like i like i've mentioned earlier like i've seen some webcam tutorials so i wanted to um if people were to land on my channel at least it would be something that's uh that's taught um in some sort of structured format and that would be enjoyable to watch uh so so in a sense in a way it was uh, also for uh, if Young Bao went on YouTube, uh, this is what i I, I wish uh, I had seen uh, when when I started. Um, so, so yeah, uh, a lot of creating a lot of evergreen content, um, I knew that uh, I wouldn't get the views then, but eventually if the views were to come in, it would still be very valuable. Um, so and, and and now that I'm, I have the audience. Uh, those videos are still doing very well, and uh, and and yeah, my my theory, I guess, uh, proved itself. It's uh, the evergreen content. It's uh, it's still good. It's still the it's still performing for me.
1: Yeah, it's intelligent, man. And just to give people some context, because I know I did it in the intro, but you know, one hundred seventy thousand TikTok followers. 150... You're a humble guy. I'm sorry, but I did just, I didn't just think it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> one hundred fifty thousand plus YouTube subscribers. Twenty six million youtube double views and 20k plus instagram followers i mean it, it's definitely those are some big numbers you know it, it is kind of crazy to think about what you know 26 million people would look like <laughs> you it's,
0: know it is crazy and and it's funny how uh sometimes on online you're so you, you get so numb to like these numbers but then picture that same number in a in a stadium yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of people
1: yeah, no, it's a ton. And I have to say, like, I think it's really interesting. A lot of what I'm hearing from you is that you're you're very um, structured and focused. Like, you have a very primary goal. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like it's not, it's not very often, I don't know, that I meet YouTubers that are like, well, I started because I wanted to create evergreen content and videos that I wish I'd seen when I was, like, younger. And mm-hmm. starting, like starting out as a magician, like that is a very, very <laughs> specific goal, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's interesting. It seems to me that these kind, this sort of specificity, has been something that's helped you succeed and given you like a very. And, and same with like you, you kind of you know stopping your day job and, and doing magic full time. Like you, you were very specific about how and when and what you needed to be able to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: to me, that's something that I'm doing is like a key to the success that you've seen so far. I don't know if you would say the same, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and I think the reason why is um, like my, my time is definitely very limited or, or mm-hmm. especially when I had the day job, it was, it was taking most of my time. Uh, I was, I was definitely hundred percent doing more than 40 hours a week. Right. Um, so, and on top of that, I would, dedicated i would dedicate extra time for to build my own thing um and i knew that if i didn't do the extra hours on my own projects then i would it wouldn't go anywhere right so i, I needed to, yeah. to to do the extra hours to to build my own thing um, so i had to be very careful and where i i spend my time so so um i mean i i, I would say that i'd still enjoy um, I would still do some content I enjoy doing um, mm-hmm. or, or like doing content for fun and a lot of the experimental stuff would be on TikTok like you, if you if you really yeah, scroll down sense. you'll see it's uh, there's there's a lot of, of <laughs> random things so it's almost my <laughs> testing bad. ground um, but uh, for the more like YouTube is definitely a lot more serious because you're making long form content it's it's a lot it takes a lot more time to to edit those videos to produce those videos so um i was definitely a lot more intentional with with that and making sure that it was worth my time to 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 do everything
1: yeah that makes sense and in terms of um the people you've met along the way i guess like crims Ramsey, spidey i think it's really cool like i don't i think oftentimes like like once you're in i don't know once you talk to a lot of magicians you realize just like how accessible magicians are like they mm-hmm. genuinely genuinely is such a generous community at its heart <laughs> um how would i mean how would you say you you met those? how did you meet those people and how have they influenced you as you you, i know you talked about chris but i'm sure there's a ton of other people that have influenced your journey as you have come forward
0: i mean yeah no you mentioned chris you mentioned spidey and um well i have i met them through the local magic community um Mm. like on lectures because we're all in in the montreal area right um and and funny thing with Spidey is that he uh he definitely helped out my he helped me kickstart my magic career uh when I was younger to like Mm -hmm. around um like he would send me a lot of kid shows because he he wouldn't perform kid shows anymore um and he -hmm. would send me a lot of uh, a lot of gigs too uh and also uh, I don't know if you're I don't think you you haven't interviewed Spidey have you
1: no I haven't. But...
0: no um one thing that he he was known for locally was uh he had uh this called um Guzzo Magic so Guzzo is it's one of the chains of uh movie theaters that we have here in our area in Quebec and uh before every movie he would have a little segment of him doing magic and mentalism really? before wow. every movie so so that was pretty big and uh and for a summer he featured me uh on one of those episodes um and so and, cool. and that that really uh that really got my name out there it got me some some sort of social proof right um mm-hmm. and and also at school uh when i was in uh in college uh that that also got me noticed uh so that's fun <laughs> that's <nice. laughs> but uh no like that so 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 spidey has always been extremely supportive um and and I, I got give him given a lot of credits for 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 helping me out in my early stages of my career and uh, but but yeah, I met him because he 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 wanted to encourage uh, a, a young magician uh, starting off. so so thanks to Spidey. Uh, but other than that, uh, meeting other magicians really, I would say, a lot of it is meeting through through um, through the lectures, the conventions. Uh, but even online i mean mm-hmm. through instagram uh, and social media and as creators when you start doing similar similar stuff you 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 want to be uh you want to be part of of a community uh, of people that uh that know what you that understand what you're doing uh so so it's definitely easy to to approach uh other creators um and and share ideas and and i'm sure there's uh, for sure the well on my end there's, there's like some we we have some group chats uh sharing ideas and, and stuff like that
1: that's awesome yeah, I think that's a pretty important part is, I mean it's kind of like that path like you you're a product of the five people you spend the most time with, right so it's mm-hmm. like if the more you can surround yourself with people that inspire you and push you um, the the better it is at least in in my experience
0: i I feel that hundred percent as well. And and I think that uh, I like bring back to to when I I went to Chris's studio for that for that video. It really opened my eyes too. Right. I guess the, the I, I never saw. I, I don't think I, I I had that vision of like going of of doing YouTube or 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 just creating content and mm. being able to to make something out of it. Uh so so yeah, it, it really it really opened my eyes to the possibilities. And same thing with Spidey with like performing and and uh doing magic as a as a career and being successful. Um because before Spidey all I saw was like nothing wrong with local magicians, but like it was that was like, Oh, like that's the peak. But like there's right. there's so much higher, there's so much more.
1: Yeah, man. And he, he really he, he does a lot. I mean, he popped off during the whole like with the Will Smith slap. And those videos that he's he making.
0: <laughs> well, now he went on a whole different avenue, and then yeah. uh, great for him because it's working out super oh, well. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. freaking
1: killing it. It's, it's so yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had one more question on the kind of creation side. We've talked about content, we've talked about um, the corporate side of things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I guess the last thing to talk about, and there's a lot more we could talk about, but the one bigger thing that I want to talk about as well is just kind of your cards. Anyone that hasn't seen them, they're freaking amazing. I didn't realize there's more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we were talking, you were like, I talked about the boba cards, but then I, when I did more research, I was like, wait a second, the Bao Bao restaurant playing cards. I was like, there's more of these amazing cards. So, mm-hmm. tell, if you, if you could tell the audience a little bit about these cards, kind of the concept behind them, and
0: yeah, absolutely. So so now we are at, I believe five decks that has mm-hmm. been have been released. Um, and also one of the reasons why I was a lot more comfortable in making the leap because, uh, yeah, there's the magic, there's the content, and then there's the right. playing cards, uh, side of things. So they're all, they're on all the magic umbrella, but, uh, but those, those are the three different, uh, divisions it's good to diversify. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, so on the off seasons I can work on playing cards, but, uh, yeah, uh, Bao, Bao restaurant or Bao, Bao playing cards are, uh, Asian food themed playing cards. Um, it started off as um, the first se- of the series are the instant noodles playing cards. So uh, it was a deck of cards that was packed exactly like a pack of instant noodles. Um, they were all Kickstarter launches, and that first one got uh, some decent success, uh, a lot mm-hmm. better than I had anticipated. So after that, I launched a boba playing card. So boba, there, it's bubble tea, a uh, very popular drink in Taiwan, but also very popular in Start to become more popular worldwide, um, at least in in in, in America, uh, oh, in yeah. North America. It's yeah, it's uh, everywhere now, man. It's, yeah. it's
1: crazy. it Used to be like mm-hmm. a niche, and now it's. I swear, it's in every mall. Even in, mm-hmm. in the UK, it's it's everywhere.
0: Nice. So so yeah. So uh, that was the next natural uh, series I would start. It was the boba series. So so I start. That was the the boba deck was actually the the most successful one to date um hmm. which is very surprising as a second launch um and and then i just kept going with uh different editions of spicy noodles and <laughs> i had uh matcha boba and and more recently i just released the bao buns um yeah, so, so another another uh asian food themed playing cards and uh well now that we're 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 here I am currently working on the campaign for my newest deck of cards, and uh, oh. if you are familiar with um, Korean food and Korean culture, one of their most favorite, uh, well I mean their, their, their popular drink is soju, so it's, uh, it's a Korean alcohol, and uh, I'm launching the peach soju playing cards, so you heard it here first.
1: Awesome. And if, if people want to watch out for that, want to go support, where, where should they look?
0: um they can definitely find me on uh instagram at bow or they can also follow uh bow bow restaurant and i may have to double check the handle because uh let's see <laughs> no, no i think you're right
1: yeah I, yeah bow bow dot restaurant
0: yeah bow bow dot restaurant there you go yeah. so yeah um uh, and and um catch us on kickstarter um because yeah it will also be a Kickstarter launch and 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 uh super Juicy. excited yeah.
1: yeah yeah that's exciting well i've loved all the questions so far thank you so much for your insights i've, I've just a few more if you've got the time just just two more questions i i have remember, time yeah i'm yeah. interested in no worries okay perfect um <laughs> so i guess this this is one that i wanted to ask you at what what excites you still in magic because i mean you've been in it for a long time like not mm-hmm. obviously like you, you're a younger guy but like if you've been performing since you know learned about magic when you were 12 performing since you were 15 like you know that's a long time to be up doing mm-hmm. magic <laughs> um what so what I'm, I'm kind of interested what creators and what magic still excites you
0: so um what still excites me is um well how i how i keep things exciting in magic because, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens where you, it happens to fall out of love uh, yeah. in, in, in certain aspects of magic, like performing or, um, but uh, how I keep things exciting is to, um, I guess, learn, I, I like to go and learn different aspects about magic. Um, so, so when I first started was cart magic, and then I had a phase where I was getting into some really heavy coin magic, uh, learning like Panta the Smith, uh, is really what, what got me into coin magic. And, and, um, I got deep into that. Um, I did learn some hypnosis, um, uh, when I was, uh, like in, in high school, then, um, mentalism. And cardistry so so i like to keep things exciting by just exploring different aspects of Mm. magic uh, because i'm also not only in magic but i'm also the type of person that like to jump hobbies and and collect hobbies in a way Um, and and how how i kept it more manageable is i kept everything within magic uh, or the magic umbrella so uh lately i would say that um i mean now that i'm I'm building my my business uh, that's The more I think that's the the exciting part for me right now, where like uh, I'm seeing how to how how can I scale this business? How can I um, get bigger gigs? How can I price differently? How can I? uh, So so I'm I'm, for now I think the exciting part is the business of magic, Um, but uh, uh, if it's about the performing itself, um, now I'd say I'm really interested in in digging deeper in uh, mentalism um because um nothing
1: books Darren brown's book just came out so it's good timing
0: you know what i definitely have to to look into that um Mm -hmm. but yeah i I find that mentalism has a different impact on people uh as much as i love sleight of hand and 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 and, uh, card magic and all that Mm -hmm. uh, it definitely i wouldn't say it's it's not as good but it's just it's, it's different I get what um, or the impact is different, like um, and I, more I do believability
1: as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you you it feels a lot more personal. You you get more intimate with people. It's it's uh, people get more vulnerable, um, and and you I you, you truly connect more with people through mentalism, and and in that in that way you 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 leave a much stronger impact. Uh, um, and I do both at my at my performances where I do sleight of hand and I do mentalism and um a comment i hear a lot is like you know the sleight of hand is really really good it's amazing but this is something else like you reading my mind is really something else um and and i like that i like i like that aspect of, of mentalism where it's also a tool to connect with people um yeah. so so um the two things i like to do a lot lately and you you might see it more on my instagram is uh or on, on my in my general content is uh one is uh, I perform an effect where I ask them to go through their contact list, think of anyone, and I can uh, be able to guess the name of that person.
1: That's strong.
0: Um, and it's it's just so I, it's it's impromptu. It's uh, it I can do it anywhere. And to date, it has been one of my most my strongest effects that I can just have on the go. And another thing that I've been working on is. Uh, um, unlocking their their iPhone. Their iPhone. Yeah,
1: iPhone. I saw, saw some of that. <laughs> That's yeah. really, really cool. So,
0: so um so so that has been uh, that has been working very well for me. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I'm right now I'm I guess I'm on the quest of like stuff that are on that level in a way where it's cool.
1: uh, Well I have a cool effect maybe off the record I'll share with you after this. I think like you like it. It's really, really, really good for close up. I have performed it mm-hmm. hundreds of times in it. Just always hits, so. but I'll share, share afterwards. <laughs> Definitely
0: love to hear about that.
1: Yeah. um, but yeah, cool. Well, final question as someone that you know, it seems like you have a really unique view on magic, very kind of down to earth view on magic. I've really enjoyed hearing all of your insights so far. Thank you so much for being so candid and, and sharing everything that you have. Um, my final question is for you, where, where do you see the future of magic? Where do you see magic going in, in the next? 10, 20
0: years? I would say, like, in general, like, it might be more popular in, in pop culture. Um, it's going to be more, a lot more accessible, but it doesn't mean that it's any less impressive, and I think it'll always have an impact on people. Um, if we want to get deeper with AI and stuff, I, I don't know how that's... <laughs> I, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe, maybe AI will, will be... Uh, yeah. will, will, will be uh, could be a tool for, for mentalism. I don't Diverning know. Bot. <laughs> yeah uh, i mean um funny enough i i i had a hypothesis where um if i plugged myself and um i was trying to like do mentalism on amigo and i tried to do mm. ask questions that the akinator would ask and Ooh. so i would say think of anything, and then i would just ask the questions that the akinator would ask <laughs> to get to, to read minds quote unquote <laughs> like that would be a theory yeah, yeah. but uh, the thing is with the Akinator is it's too there's too many questions too broad so like at some point right. like you're just asking a bunch of questions Right, right. So, so it's like not as impressive yeah <laughs> uh, but um, it'll be it'll be really interesting if there was an AI that was advanced enough to kind of see who we're working with and then kind of feed you like uh, some some calculated guesses on what they're thinking of. Or stuff like that i think that would be really interesting so
1: that's an awesome answer
0: yeah
1: great well thank you so much before we close is there anything obviously if people are interested to hear more from you um there's a lot of handles to go to but searching Magic, as in b-a-o magic into google will we'll find most of them is there anything that you want to shout out before we close out the podcast
0: um yeah if you want to see on any of my content whichever platform you prefer it's always at Magic. Um, but uh, definitely check out my uh, latest deck of cards that I will be releasing uh, within the next month so keep an eye out for that for the Peach Soldier playing cards
1: Awesome, thank you so much and we'll, we'll close out the podcast here for now